live from WNUR News. I'm Rahimana Aragon. You're listening to the 6 o'clock news on WNUR 89.3 FM HD1, Evanston, Chicago. It's Friday, October 29th, 2021. Tonight on WNUR News, the Yang Gang and protest on campus. When to call all the monsters and something fishy going on at Northwestern. Those stories and more coming up tonight. Thanks for tuning in to WNUR News for Campus and Local Tonight. On Tuesday, the Northwestern College Democrats hosted a conversation with 2020 presidential candidate Andrew Yang. Attracting over 1,000 people to Khan Auditorium, around 60 students had other plans. Ali Bianco with the story. The line is around the corner. There's a concentration of conversations as students move inches at a time towards the entrance. Moving through the large doors of Khan, people are checking tickets and rows are steadily being filled. More and more students are filing in until the 1,000 seat auditorium is packed. 10 or so minutes go by, the lights dim down. For some people, this moment is an opportunity to see a prominent Asian American politician speak on campus. Others question if Yang was the right choice to bring to Northwestern's campus. With all sides seated, the event begins. On Monday, Northwestern College Democrats hosted politician, entrepreneur, and former presidential candidate Andrew Yang. Yang, who recently announced he is no longer a Democrat and has formed his own forward party, spoke with history professor Michael Allen about universal basic income and the duopoly of U.S. politics. But when you ask about like the, the stakes of our generation, the biggest mistake our generation has made, in my opinion, Michael, is leaving it to the generations ahead of us. Upon entering, Yang runs through the aisles, taking selfies with students and shaking hands. But not everyone was willing to clap for him. 62 students stood up, dressed in all black and carrying the Palestinian flag. They protested, completely silently. They voiced their opinions by placing their flags towards Yang at the podium, marching next to the stage, down the aisle, and then walking out. Second-year SESPI student Armana Johnny was in the audience of the event. It was as respectful as possible. No one chanted or anything. It was completely silent. They didn't have to like shout at him, show any sort of like anger that could be used against them later on. The silent walkout was organized by Students for Justice in Palestine (SJP). The group released a statement shortly after the event, stating, "Quote." We walked out because Andrew Yang's past remarks actively disregarded Israel's discriminant oppression of Palestinians during May. Additionally, we reject his pro-police stance that threatens black and brown lives, end quote. His attitude changed when it happened. He stopped looking at, like, trying to make eye contact with audience members. It was like he was doing the thing that, like, middle schoolers and high schoolers always do, where they look at the back wall. And um, he was trying to avoid giving them any attention. He was also like smiling during his whole speech. And then as soon as those people got up, his um, face became very blank. As the walkout crowd exits, Yang sits down with moderator Michael Allen for a Q&A session. During this session, Yang explains to Allen and the audience how he believes Congress is being held back by its older generations and how youngest generations in the United States should aim to create change. So it's like our government is on a giant tape delay. 
like by 30 years or so. Uh, and I'm gonna suggest that we actually don't have time for a 30 year tape delay. Uh, and for your generation, you're gonna look up and you're very, very frustrated by it. And, and I, I agree with you. One of the highlights of Yang's responses were the jokes he interspersed between his more serious political commentary. Now, I'm the only candidate in the history of U.S. politics who won the Iowa straw youth poll who did not actually win the Iowa caucus. Uh, so if they just cut the voting off at around age 20, <laughs> I would be the president of the United States. But after a few back and forths between Allen and Yang, as the crowd prepared to clap once again, a student stood up. They addressed Yang directly. The crowd voiced their disapproval, but Yang was quick to respond. Listen, I'm very happy to talk to you individually after the event. Again, very happy to talk to you individually after the event. Thank you. This was not the only student who chose to voice their disagreements directly. Several minutes after one student spoke out about the NYPD, Yang began to tackle the issue of Asian American violence in the United States. Uh, the culture and the, the violence, it's, it's tough. I'm going to say something that might be a little tough, but I think a lot of the violence I've seen in real life on like elderly Asian American uh, women, like my, you know, like living in my neighborhood, the people that are perpetrating that violence are not on social media. A lot of them are just disturbed, mentally ill, struggling themselves. Like we need to bring them to environments where they can actually get the kind of support and help that they need as opposed to being on the street. And Asian Americans get victimized often just because they're more vulnerable, like softer targets. But the people that are perpetrating the violence uh, often are, are just, you know, folks that have uh, needed help and haven't gotten it. And then this happened. Are you kidding me? What kind of answer is that? I swear to, I'm literally an Asian American person who lives in New York and I, I really don't understand why you're like kind of defending or like limiting the, the actual severity of this issue and saying that the perpetrators are mentally ill and that's an excuse. It is not. As an Asian American woman and like left-leaning person, I'm so disappointed in this entire, I, oh. Promptly after, this student walked away from their seat and exited the auditorium. The Q&A continued, but many students were left thinking about the opinions of both dissenters, as well as the walkout by SJP. Ajani took to Instagram to explain how he believed that political discourse means accepting dissenting opinions and not allowing politics to be viewed in a vacuum. I was just voicing how surprised I was when, like, I guess my biggest point was Yang was talking about how uh, in a two-party system, everyone, he blames the two-party system for this, but, like, also it's just, like, he was criticizing Republican culture for blindly following Trumpism and what Trump stands for, and it's, like, as soon as you back away from him, you're screwed. And then we're in this auditorium where we aren't allowing any sort of dissenting opinions, and that's what we're out here criticizing the others for if we want to talk about being like left versus right. Another Northwestern second year student, Chloe Porter, posted a long Twitter thread after the event, criticizing the students who chose to dismiss the two people who spoke out. 
Porter tweeted, quote, I'm not mad that College Gems brought Andrew Yang. I'm mad that the Yang Yang believes this man is above critique and chooses to shoot down women and people of color instead of listening, end quote. In an interview with Northwestern News Network, Yang was asked for a response regarding the students who chose to speak out at the event. Yang's response was that he preferred to focus on the contents of the moderated conversation. NU College Democrats also released a statement following the event, saying, quote, We want to thank all those who claimed their tickets and helped fill Khan Auditorium tonight, and in particular want to stress our appreciation and respect for those who made their perspectives known by walking out of tonight's event in protest. Additionally, we want to stress that we have no platform or no official stance as an organization on any political issue, end quote. As the event came to a close and people started filing out of Khan Auditorium, the anonymous social media platform, Yik Yak, had several people making jokes about whether or not Yang was the one who stole the 4,500 COVID deaths. But also, there were others stating that they believed a Northwestern event hosting Yang as a guest was the wrong place to make a political statement. In the wake of the walkout and the individual dissenters on Monday, we are left wondering when and where is the right time and place to voice dissenting opinions. According to Ajani, this right time and place may not exist. When is the appropriate time? We, we brought a politician to this campus. Is it not our job to voice our political concerns about what he stands for? He is a well-known person and his being well-known gives him power, but nothing's gonna change with the power that he has unless people can call him out and hold him accountable for what he says and does. For WNUR News, I'm Ali Bianco. Stay tuned, more to come after the break. Here at the GED Pep Talk Center, we've got a pep talk that can motivate you. Sometimes things don't always turn out the way you want them to. You can improve your future. Now get your game face on and take the first step towards a better life. Hurry up. Don't make me repeat myself. Whatever level of motivation you need, we've got a pep talk for you. Call 1-877-38-YOUR-GED or visit yourged.org for your pep talk and for free classes in your area. GED is a registered trademark of the American Council on Education. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Three tours driving Humvees in Afghanistan. Twelve years flying choppers. When my sister came back from her last tour in Afghanistan, she didn't want to talk about it, but she knew I was there to listen. Sometimes my husband still has difficult memories. They can be overwhelming. With the Veterans Crisis Line, I know where to turn when we need support. I made the call and got support for my sister. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans and their loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press... Welcome back to WNUR News at 6. It's 6.12 p.m. Central Time. 
I'm Maria Jimena Aragon. Disney Channel star China Ann McLean didn't wait until Christmas to give us all a gift. Executive producer Sarah Cadora reacts to a 2021 version of the classic. It's spooky season, witches, and the most tasteful among you know what that means. As leaves fall and the familiar scent of the color orange invades our nostrils, we pause to give thanks this time of year for China Ann McLean's 2011 magnum opus, Calling All the Monsters. This song occupied a large space in my childhood. Halloween decorations turned to Christmas trees until the holiday season packed up entirely and nine-year-old Sarah was still visiting a young YouTube.com to watch the masterwork of a music video. I would proudly declare my beloved Halloween anthem as my favorite song all months of the year. Others who gave me strange looks must not have ever seen the costumed dancers trying to keep up with Miss McLean herself. They surely would have understood. So imagine the rush of serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine I experienced when a 2021 version of the song popped into my YouTube recommended. And I feel like this needs to go into the story. I think that it would be journalistically uh, unethical to not share that with my audience. A voice memo sent to a friend the day I was working on a different story. And in the name of journalistic integrity, I scrapped the original idea completely. Naturally, the first thing to do was hurl myself downstairs to inform whichever roommate was home. There is a new version of calling all the monsters. <laughs> no way! Like, she did it? Like, a new one she did? Or somebody else? Or, like, is it a cover? Or who? <laughs> it's her and her sisters. <gasps> Can we listen to it right now? Of course we can listen to it right now. Hey y'all, I'm Emma. Sarah just ran downstairs and showed me the China Emma McLean video. Alright, this is uh, part two. This is going to be the 2021 version of Calling All the Monsters. Oh, okay. So we're starting with an acapella bum bum buddy bum moment we did not have that in the highly produced last version i'm intrigued interesting okay so we have we have this deeper voiced, more mature 23-year-old China Ann McLean giving us a lower register. She's very masculine. I'm just, I'm noticing this now. She, it's not just the hair, it's also the moves. We're getting a lot of like, what's up, come at me, kind of a, kind of a vibe, kind of an energy. And low-key, I feel like she kind of always had that. Much to think about. Now, the full title is 
3, Calling All the Monsters, parenthesis, 2021 version slash official video, close parenthesis, featuring Messenger. Who is Messenger? I am very intrigued. We have 2.5 million views as of today. Again, it is October 27, 2021. This version was released on September 30th, 2021. So, in terms of views, we're not doing too bad. The last one was 10 years old, had 52 million views. This one, just about 30 days old. All the ghouls, the ghosts, the zombies, bugs and creepy crawlies, imps and fairies, lizard people and Loch Ness. I'll give you a beat to rock with. I'm reporting live from us to central guests. I must remind you, do not wander. We don't part a trade or bargain. Calling them mischievous. No need to think we're Halloweening it. Succumb to the dance, be obedient. When you hit the dance floor, no leaving. Oh, pause. Pause, 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 pause. Okay. We have who I am presuming is Messenger. So come to the dance, be obedient. When you hit the dance floor, no leaving it. That is the final line of Messenger's verse. And I just had to say this. For Messenger's uh, career, if, if the rap business is where he wants to be, I hope that he can get some people other than Disney to pay him. Because you know what? That was a lovely, aggressively kid-friendly rap verse. And I kind of feel like that's all the good I can say about it. Oh, and that is the end, folks. Copyright 2021 Disney. Wow. It's been lovely. It's been really nice uh, reliving what was for a period of months, again, outside of the Halloween season, my favorite song in the world. So, I mean, in order to remake it, clearly 10 years later, Disney is still thinking about it, just like I am every year around this time. Uh, happy Halloween. And uh, go stream Calling All the Monsters by three now, I guess. That's T-H-R-I-I-I. For WNUR News, I'm Sarah Cadora. Making waves on campus and on social media, the Northwestern Fish Tier List Club is doing exactly what you think it is. Reporter Alex Harrison dove deep and spoke to the club's founder to find out why students are so hooked onto the idea. Northwestern's newest social club is making a splash, but even its creator isn't quite sure why. Good God, if I had any idea why so many people want to talk about fish. <laughs> this is Alex Lawson, a Weinberg sophomore and the founder of the Northwestern Fish Tier List Club. Lawson said the idea came out of a conversation with their partner about a particular fish and that the response was far greater than expected. I was explaining that I thought that the ocean sunfish was a trash tier fish um, and kind of make a, uh, an offhanded comment, uh, Max said that I should start a club to talk about fish and I said bet. I just I put a message in the class of 2024's Big Old Group Me and I was like alright we're gonna get maybe like five or six people who want to do this and then 30 people liked that message. So apparently a lot of people really are opinionated about fish. 
Club members meet once a week in Kresge to rank different fish against each other on an overall tier list. Rankings start with F tier as the worst of the worst, moving up in quality through E, D, C, B, and A before hitting the pinnacle of quality at S tier. Lawson said the ranking process and criteria gives members a chance to make their case on a variety of qualities. Usually for most fish, we have people have signed up to give short presentations at the beginning of the discussion of the fish about why they think that fish is an S-tier fish or an A-tier fish or even an F-tier fish sometimes. And then we chat about the fish and, you know, how its vibe is seen. Um, is this like a really solid fish as far as vibes go? Is it really good at surviving? Is it really bad at surviving? Does it have the ability to uh, attack people? Although, they do admit that some less objective criteria can slip in as well. We also do consider, on occasion, um, some things like how does the fish look? Is it aesthetically pleasing? Um, how does it taste? I'm pretty sure that, if I remember right, we put salmon in a fairly high tier, mostly because we like to eat it. The club's group me has over 80 members, and the Instagram account boasts just under 200 followers. Meetings regularly draw in 10 to 20 fish ranking enthusiasts. Lawson credits the club's quick popularity to its relaxed and open atmosphere, which is aided by its low-stakes subject matter. We do our best to make like a pretty welcoming atmosphere. People put funny memes in their presentations. Um, I try and get little pieces of humor here and there. It's a place to talk about fish, but it's also a place where, you know, you can go and just absolutely take your mind off of your midterms and argue uh, about something that you know, you're not being graded on for about an hour. And I think that that's an outlet that people really like. While Lawson's description of the ranking system was good, I needed to see it in action for myself. So I recruited three fish tier list club members to participate in a one-off exhibition ranking. Hey, I'm Max Byrne. Um, I'm a class of 24 and I'm majoring in human development and context in SESB. Uh, hey everyone, I'm Bailey, uh, sophomore class of 24. I'm in Weinberg. Uh, majoring in economics. Hi, I'm Ikenna. I'm a freshman, class of 25, uh, majoring in uh, physics in Weinberg. Rather than focus on overall quality, this ranking considered each fish for a specific question. How good would it be as a radio talk show host? Candidates were submitted by WNUR News staff along with a short argument for each. So, without further ado, here is the Fish Tearless Club Radio News Exhibition. Enjoy. We start off with, with submission number one, the catfish. Quote, little whiskers make them distinguished would definitely listen to NPR from uh, our very own Helen Bradshaw. Discuss. I did see they're negatively buoyant. So this fish, it's not going to float. It's actually going to sink. I think that might reflect on its talk show. It's going to flop. No one's really going to like it. Performance is going to sink. And I think that's just that's going to be another catfish. To, to draw on a different strength of catfish, catfish actually have really well-developed auditory reception, and they can produce a variety of different sounds to communicate within catfish. A talk show host, what do you do? You talk. Not many fish can talk. Catfish can talk very well. I think a catfish are quite a, a wise fish. They look wise. I think the whiskers, they make them look very wise. Maybe not the, the best foot forward, because... Even though they're worldwide, I don't think they'll have the best view on things because I think they're only a freshwater fish. 
for sure. I feel like they could definitely host a niche talk show, but not do general news broadcasting. Submission number two, The Electric Eel. This was my choice. Um, I've always loved shock jock personalities, and it open, its mouth opens like an overexcited DJ, so this was the obvious choice. You are actually air-breathing fish, which I think is a real benefit to a talk show, because it's hard to record audio underwater. I'll be honest, uh, if you came up and told me, like, this fish is an air-breather, to me that sounds like one of the harshest insults you can throw at a fish. Now when I think of electricity, I think, you know, high, harsh sounds, so I think it wouldn't have the right voice for like uh, talk show hosts, maybe a DJ. I think one of the only fish on this list that has a, a sort of aggressive predatory nature to it. So I feel like being a talk show host and being aggressive and predatory, uh, not gonna go well together. I was thinking DJ at the start, but I do think kind of what we're saying, maybe that was more like its presence as like an actual talk show host and probably, it's probably actually my, one of the lower, lower fish we have third candidate today is the Corolla can. Uh, again, from Helen, they are literally living fossils and probably have some great stories to tell from dinosaur times. So there you go. Each fish is estimated to live around 100 years, which is a good bit longer than your average fish. So these, uh, they have like a lot of time. Really can hone their craft. Actually, the species is still evolving. Like they have this foundation, they have this tradition, they've got a lot of time to build up skills. But they'll, they'll fix what isn't working. I think they would have a wonderful voice, sort of like a, a Morgan Freeman-esque. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely one of my top fish. Scientists hypothesize that they recognize other fish of their species via elect electric communication. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of neat. Maybe not as verbal as the catfish, but still, it's got some stuff going on. Yeah. Working together, cooperative, always a good sign for a talk show host. So this next one was submitted by our uh, co-director, Nick Song. So submission number four, salmon, because it does streaming well. They do swim up the stream. However, this is specifically because they want to get laid. They have their little, you know, fun time with their, you know, their gal pals and whatnot. And then they literally die. But with talk show hosts, you really want longevity. Like... These yeah, fish are yeah. going to die. They're not doing anything interesting. They're doing the exact same thing, basically. Every salmon going to be exactly the same, though. They're not mixing up. I just, I got to be honest. You know, salmon, they might taste good as a food. I don't think they're going to put out good quality content. Yeah, I feel like salmon might be that, like, one-shot wonder host when mm -hmm. I have, like, one really good interview, and then the rest of them are just the same. Many of them jump directly into bears' mouths. Not even just like, oh, they got caught by a predator. It's like, oh, you know, sorry, we're about to go on air. Like, where is Steve? Oh, he jumped into the bear's mouth. We're sorry. Like, we have one more fish. Submission five, the blobfish. This one was from Miss um, Maria Camano, who says, I feel like he has a lot to say and would ask good questions. They live like 1,700 meters underwater, high pressurized area. They're not going to break under pressure. If you put them in these, in these high-stress environments, they're going to perform. They're, they're, they're used to it. They're going, they're going to keep going. The bloodfish, for me, felt like sort of a, an athlete that have let themselves go in recent years and turned into a talk show host. I feel like they would have a personality like, you know, James Corden, I think. 
very, very humorous and funny, very good jokes. Um, and I think that would work really well for a talk show host. In the end, the rankings broke down like this. Salmon ranked last in E tier, followed by Electric Eel in C tier, Blobfish in low A, Catfish in high A, and the Coelacanth reigning supreme in S tier. Prospective fish rankers can find FTLC on Instagram, at Fish Tierless Club, and on Twitter, at FSH Tierless Club. Meetings are every Sunday from 3 to 4 p.m. in Kresge Room 2435. Under the Sea, this is Alex Harrison, WNUR News. That's all for WNUR News at 6 p.m. For more news updates and reports, follow us on Twitter at WNUR News. You can listen to these and other stories of the day on our Spotify, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. But you can also find us on our brand new website, WNUR.news. WNUR.news. Our producer today is Angelina Campanile, and our reporters are Ali Bianco, Sarah Cadoro, and Alex Harrison. From all of us here at WNUR News, I'm Maria Jimena Aragon. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here Monday, same time, same place. Now, back to scheduled programming.